0: Welcoming traveler. Get ready to level up in fantasy football.
1: the heck is happening rpg nation welcome into another episode of the fancy football rpg podcast we got a full crew here excited to have you guys back to talk some week one nfl lots of stuff happened guys uh i'm sure we will get into the whole mess of things uh but first and foremost i want to welcome back a special guest we have for this episode preston evans aka wally clark's the fantasy football homeboy, uh back yeah. at it again with the RPG podcast. How you doing, man?
0: Man, I'm cool. How you been, man?
1: Good, good. It's uh it's been a minute. We were talking a little bit pre-show. Uh last time we had you on, it was pre-season, and we were giving some some takes that we thought could happen. And a couple of your takes are looking pretty fire. That Puka Nakua, man. You you were spot on there, it looks like.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping for my Desmond Ritter take to come come aboard.
1: Yeah, that one's not looking as hot, but I mean, he had one reception, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, but, you know, it's a it's a long season. He's, he's going to have chances. Uh, his, his first outing as the, you know, uh, QB1 going into the season, I'm sure there's going to be some speed bumps for him, but he's got a nice mm-hmm. cast of characters. And as long as uh, Arthur Smith can sort of, you know, figure it out, <laughs> the fact that he has uh, some really, really good weapons there that he is just straight up not using uh it could it could turn into a really good season for him uh potentially so we'll keep our eye on that um but as always or as most of the time with me as well is ff mike cash mike cash shuba in the house we got evan ep low and uh eric you really just you got to change your name man i almost started saying arthur smith and then i'm like that's not it uh, but we also have Eric, who is just being a, a total clown right now, having his display name be Arthur Smith East Hot Dog Sideways. Which, uh, yeah, I guess that's not the way. I guess that's not the way you want to do that. Uh, but uh, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a good name. Uh, anyway, guys, yeah, I want to take us into. We have we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of pre-panic meter after this week one. Uh, talk some teams that didn't have the greatest showing and discuss whether or not we should be pre panicking on them. Uh, before that, we'll talk a little bit of news, injury news specifically. There were a lot of them, unfortunately. Uh, but before all that, I want to just go real quick round robin. I had a question to ask all of you to, you know, I, I get to know your personalities a little more based on your answers to. If you could choose uh, to be any animal, what would you be? or just favorite animal. I'll if you're, for and you're you're afraid of uh, being labeled a furry. Uh, <laughs> my answer uh, I think is is a pretty standard one, I guess. I, I don't know if it'll be super surprising, but I love the snow leopard. I'm a big snow leopard fan. Uh, I will actually donate to their uh, conservation cause because I, I love those little guys so much. they remind me of my cats. So uh, I'm a big, big Snow Leopard fan, and I think that would be my choice. And uh, I'll just go in order that I see you guys here and we'll take it to Mike next. What about you, Mike?
2: I've been training for this question since I was an eight year old. Uh, I would want to be a grizzly bear. I feel like I'm big, I'm cuddly, but I'm also mean if I need to be. So I would love to be a grizzly bear. Just the personification.
1: I can definitely see that. And I know Eric wants to do
2: that. So he has to pick a new animal, which is even better. (laughs)
1: did you just snipe eric on animal choice
2: <laughs> eric's gone i've been doing it okay. in drafts i've been doing it on animal choices
1: so i'm gonna have to do the show without Eric. Oh, go there he is uh okay yeah i can see that uh snow leopard for me grizzly bear for mike what about you
3: evan can i bring back the pterodactyl
1: yeah i don't see why not pterodactyl that's that's a hell of a choice that's different okay.
0: mm-hmm yeah
1: so you're thinking, like, are you thinking how pterodactyls are portrayed in, like, in media mostly? Because I know, like, realistically, we've discovered, like, fairly recently that they should be, like, feathered and more, like, bird-like. Are, are you more of, like, a bird-like pterodactyl or, like, an old-school scaly guy?
3: Yeah, no, give me the old-school scaly guy that just kind of soars up in the sky and can swoop down and pick up whole animals.
1: It really sucks. With, like, I love dinosaurs, too. It sucks that we've come to the conclusion that they're, like, feathered and bird-like because they're so much cooler as, like, straight-up reptiles. Uh, so that that that's sad for me. But uh, I like it. Okay. So they, come, so they bear, come down you
0: know. and swoop you up.
1: Right. Then, then that's <laughs> no good. Uh, you, you don't want that. Uh, all right. Well, we'll just go uh, – we'll go and take it to Preston next. What about you, man? A um,
0: A hyena. A hyena. I'm- Okay. Yeah, I love. I love uh, it. Yeah, I'm weird, but I love how they communicate. I love the noise they make. Plus, the, plus the hyenas were my favorite character in the Lion King. I yeah, the hyenas were so funny. Heck yeah, dude!
1: The original isn't <laughs> so, that? uh uh Who are I? Whoopi I know,
2: Goldberg. You, yeah,
1: Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, Austin, they
2: right. were they were the bad guys in that movie. I need to remind yeah, you. Yeah, but they were so funny <laughs> though.
1: <laughs> I think
0: and Ed, know, Ed, All he did was Andrew, laugh.
1: Me and Preston might be in the same category. I also like the bad guys. In, like I'm, I'm an Empire guy for like Star Wars. I like the hyenas. I like Scar. So like, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, but I like it. Hyenas is another pretty unique one. Didn't expect that. Uh, Eric, mm-hmm. can't choose bear. What do you got?
4: Well, I was going to choose grizzly bear because a very famous debate in our front group that's been going on for two years is who would win in a fight, a grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla. It is clearly the grizzly bear. But, um, I guess if I have to pick a second one, I would probably pick a cheetah because I kind of want to see oh. what it'd feel like to be as fast as Tyreek Hill, and that would be really cool.
1: That's fair. That, he that's changed his name answer. too. Oh, he did.
0: <laughs> Didn't he change it? Didn't he change it in the press conference this weekend? Oh, I wait, this. Oh, I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what he's he changed it to. He changed it something. I, I get back to you. I put it in the Discord.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. Uh, I thought he was the cheetah. Wasn't that like his Twitter and everything? Interesting. Uh, yeah, he
2: said
0: he gave another animal.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah, I really want to know now. So let me know if you uh, if you figure it out. But uh, okay, that's very interesting. So to to round it off, I, I was snow leopard. Mike was grizzly bear, much to Eric's chagrin. Evan with the pterodactyl, the old school scaly one. Uh, we had Mister Preston with the hyena, and Eric, <laughs> Eric with the cheetah. I, I can I can picture that. Silverback is winning. Sorry, Eric. That was a comment that just happened. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that that was a fun little uh, exercise. You guys feeling warm? You guys feeling loose? Ready to talk some football? Cool. Well, let's take it to a quick ad break and get on with the show. Top of the list, right? Like, biggest thing uh, that we, we should probably get into here. Aaron... Friggin' Rodgers. Achilles rupture. Four plays into Monday Night Football. Absolutely brutal. Can you even imagine being a Jets fan right now? Uh, Luckily, there are none here. And I'm sure none of us are, like, necessarily happy uh, that, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes out this way. Eric might be happy that the bad man is gone. And uh, Preston might be happy that his Patriots don't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers. But yeah it's just no good man like for me personally like her like him or hate him it's like a a player of that caliber going out that way career like in jeopardy at the very least probably over with that type of injury it's just it's no good it's not what you want to see um so very unfortunate and now uh it's unfortunate for all of us because we have to watch zach freaking wilson sling the football for 17 games and i I don't know if I'll watch a single Jets game this year, guys, which really sucks because I love Brees Hall. Um, But I want to ask this, I guess, right off the top of the uh, bat here. Uh, We'll we'll kind of go with whoever feels frisky on this one, if you want to raise your hand. Is there any quarterback that you think the Jets will bring in that could be the starter over Zach Wilson? Because it seems like they've committed to him uh, just through what Sala is saying. But I want to know if you guys have differing thoughts.
2: Well, I raised my hand. Before I heard the question, which is a terrible Jeopardy idea. Uh, yeah. No, nobody's going to come in this week and be the starter for the Jets or next week or the week after that. But if Zach Wilson looks terrible, like Carson Wentz is still floating around out there, Jacoby Brissett's on a bad team that probably doesn't really want him there that bad. Like there, Jameis Winston still, you know, cheap ish. That would be good. That would be lovely for Garrett Wilson, but terrible for Robert Ooh. Sala's brand of offense. Like he wants to win games 10 to 6, and Jameis Winston wants to throw for 600 yards. So I got Jameis
1: does feel like best case scenario out of the uh, choices that yeah. you've laid at our feet. Um, I thought we threw Carson Wentz in the bin. So that can't be it.
2: I, I threw I, Zach I Wilson in the bin. I think I put Zach Wilson in the bin, <laughs> and then Carson Wentz is on top. So when I go to pick things okay. out, it kind smell. A Wentz was bit. just the first <laughs> thing that I grabbed while Wilson's still in there. But there's, okay. the Jets still have five primetime games. this feels like the Broncos last year. This is the Broncos last year.
1: You gotta imagine some of those get flexed out, right? Like, uh, no. no Never know. I mean, that defense is at least fun to watch, I guess. But watching that offense, uh, I guess you can get excited for Brees Hall still. He looked electric. Like, he looked like an absolute star. Coming off of an ACL. When When I looked at my phone and I saw that he was like three carries for 111 yards, I was like, Oh, we're back, baby. Brees never left. He's here. Let's go. Uh, So that was really cool to see. Um, Eric, you want to chime in?
4: Yeah, so can I throw one more option out there that we didn't mention that I think would actually benefit both teams pretty well? What do you think about a Zach Wilson with a mid-pick spot for Davis Mills? I don't hate that, and it (sighs) kind of gives them an option to see if something's there on a cheaper contract And if he works out, they have something for the future. If Roger comes back, he's a decent backup. Um, I don't know. I kind of – I heard somebody throw that out there, and I didn't hate it. Cheaper contract, maybe.
1: Um, But I can't see them, like, making the trade knowing – not knowing if it's, like, a clear upgrade over Zach Wilson, which I don't know if we can really say if it is or isn't. I would say that's Um, an upgrade, personally. Yeah. you Look, I'm the Davis uh, guy here, right? (laughs) And I'm not, I'm not so sure, but what, what'd you say, Preston?
0: That's an, it It is an upgrade. I think, I think Davis is so? a better quarterback, more confident quarterback than, than Zach was.
1: Okay. Yeah. What about this? I, I saw floating around. Um, you know, I think this has been chiming for a couple of years now, but uh, I saw a story that Colin Kaepernick's agents were in contact with the Jets saying like, he wants to come back to football. But, you know, oh, he wanted to come
2: back to football God, for a couple it. years
1: now, and it hasn't happened, so probably not that.
2: Well, here's the thing with Colin Kaepernick if he wanted to be playing football, he would be a backup on a roster right now. Like, he doesn't want to play football, he wants to be the starter immediately with none of the pre work,
1: right? Right, uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. Okay, well, besides that, I mean, are we when, when do we pour one out for Garrett Wilson? Are we are we at that stage already, because I think it's going to be pretty sad, um, especially with how highly people were drafting him, how a lot of people were imagining he would sneak into that, like wide receiver three and dynasty uh, kind of role. Seems like that's going to be pretty hard to do now um, with, with Zach Wilson and not Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football. He, he got a touchdown, which saved his fantasy week. But besides that, I mean, there's really nothing special. There's like 35 yards on, on five receptions. So uh, Good for my Amon Ra uh, take Where I thought he would be the, the wide receiver three In Dynasty after this season Um, But what do you guys think Do we still, anyone have some, some hope for Garrett Wilson This season?
0: High this end, season? high end number two High end, well, wide receiver two He's not going to the moon Like he would have been with Aaron Rodgers He was going to the right. moon with Aaron Rodgers Right But I it, it, you're not going to lose too much value I don't think He's
3: going to be a uh, WR2 high end, I think. I, I was going to say, if you if you have a win-now team, what are you moving him for? Because, I mean, it kind of feels like that's where the, the direction's going. I mean, do you take Pittman in a first to give you the flexibility of the first to be able to go get something else at your trade deadline for your league?
1: Sending him in a first for, like, a tier upgrade in wide receiver for a win-now seems like a move to me. Like uh, I don't think it would be Wilson in a first for, you know, a a guy that's on the caliber of like a Tyreek Hill, for instance. But if you can give like a little more uh I, I'd I'd probably be doing that to try to win my league. I think Tyreek Hill's gonna be absolutely monstrous this season.
3: I, I was actually going the other direction, Corey. So you kind of flipped it on me here. Uh, oh, I was I was okay. thinking getting getting the first in Pittman to be able to give you the flexibility to oh. address any injuries that might happen. Or uproot your roster once you come trade deadline. I got you.
1: I got you. Um, Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, discussion for sure. Uh, It really sucks, man. Garrett Wilson is one of those guys that I I felt was so locked in. Um, And now just it's all in turmoil. So, yeah, I I see some appeal of it. I'm not a huge uh, Pittman guy uh, personally, but if you need points... Might not be a bad move.
0: He's uh, he definitely has shown elite, elite qualities. I mean, even that touchdown catch yesterday. I mean, that was a terrible throw by Zach Wilson. And, yeah. And, and, and Garrett Saban.
1: That was that was a miracle so, catch. Absolutely. So I think his catch. talent.
0: I think his talent is going. His, his talent is going to help out a lot. It's going to help Zach Wilson out a lot. If they
2: yeah. Keep yeah. Real quick, we got a question from the chat from uh, Austin. Shout out, Austin. Thanks for coming on. Uh, what are we doing with Garrett Wilson in redraft? Personally, I'm trying to flip him while people are still like hot and bothered by the name and try and go get a competitor. But when you look at the underperformers from week one, like Devontae Adams didn't do that great. Uh, that's really the end of the list for receivers. You could probably go, I would try to trade Garrett Wilson for T. Higgins. That's actually something that's very doable. I think T Higgins has a continued role in the offense. He had more targets, just it turned into a goose egg. But what are you guys doing? Corey, are you going to hold him or are you going to?
1: Yeah, I, I like the T Higgins take a uh, zero, zero on eight targets, I think was his, like, that's just, that's not going to repeat. Um, that whole offense is going to bounce back. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. So uh, if, yeah, if you can kind of capitalize on the the touchdown that Garrett Wilson got and kind of be like, Hey, you know still got a touchdown still might be okay and uh, flip him into at Higgins I don't hate that at all um i I think that yeah if if you are looking like a, a team that that really just needs that wide receiver bump um, especially in a redraft uh sending Garrett Wilson away now before it looks worse is probably the move because I have a feeling it's gonna it's gonna look worse at like even as soon as next week. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, it's so
0: depressing. This is depressing it really topic. Is. I'm telling
1: you, it really yeah, is.
0: Yeah, it was. So I wanted to see that. I, I being a, even being a Pats fan, I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to see what that boy was going to do this year with A Rod.
1: Yeah, I you know I'm not a divisional rival, so your your Jets hate is probably uh more more <laughs> knee deep than yeah, mine it is. is. Uh, but I'm you mm-hmm. know I'm no lover of the Jets, but I still wanted to see. That team with Aaron Rodgers, I thought it was going to be awesome uh, just to yeah. watch. You know, that that whole Monday Night Football game, I, I could barely watch it. it. It was hard to stomach after he went down. So really unfortunate. It, it really, really does suck. Um, if we have anything else about the Jets as a whole, uh, Eric, you got anything?
4: I was just going to say on the Garrett Wilson topic for um, the question we got from Austin. How low would you be willing to go on him right now for either a tight end or a running back? Like, what's the level of area? If you had to upgrade another position, you have excess wide receivers. Like, are you thinking of trying to buy early on a Kamara or is that too little value for Wilson? Are we thinking what we saw from Sam Laporta? Would that be something you would be thinking about in a redraft? I don't think I would be... With the talent of Wilson.
1: I don't think I can send Wilson for a tight end of that, like... Um, mm-hmm. of that tier. And I don't think you're going to be sending him. You, you're going to have right. to add, I think uh, a good deal to get into the tiers of like Kelsey, Mark Andrews, unless someone's like really panicking already on those injuries from them and getting that zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I end, no, know maybe, so, maybe for the running back, I don't hate the Camaro one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think he'll, I think Camaro is going to look great
4: when he, when he comes back. I, I'm pretty high on Camaro coming back. What do you think about a Wilson for Pitts in a redraft? That's a really interesting one. All the talent of Pitts, but he's just looked terrible in I don't offense. wanna
1: invest. I don't wanna invest in the air game uh, on the Falcons. I don't
4: either, but how
1: far how like how far Pitts has fallen is incredible. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Yeah, that is brutal. I think we we're caught, we're all he caught more Pitts. passes
2: than than Drake. Yeah. Did you guys Man. know Kyle Pitts had eighty two point five percent of Atlanta's air yards? <laughs> that's Come not on. that's not a made up stat. He had 82.5 percent of their air yards, Incredible. and it resulted in less than 50 receiving yards. The worst thing, and
1: I texted you guys while we were talking about that game. The worst thing about all this is the Falcons won. So for mm-hmm. Arthur Smith and that coaching staff, they're like, "It worked. We don't need. Why change anything? It, we won the game. Let's keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, That's the worst thing
0: that could happen."
1: Oh no. Yeah, I really wish the Panthers would have beat the snot out of them just because they uh, aren't using the, the receiving weapons there at all. But uh, let's let's keep moving on. We've, we've got some more uh, topics here to hit, and we can kind of go through these, I think, a little quicker. Um, Deontay Johnson, hurt, hamstring, bad. You hate to see it, um, especially with how that offense was looking. I think they could really use a healthy Deontay Johnson. I'm sure Mike agrees and uh you know hamstring injury this early in the season who knows how long it's going to linger who knows how long it's going to take him to get back it's just no no good um i don't even think you can necessarily say like george pickens is a is like a tick up here like maybe he can cannibalize some targets but what do you think mike is this more of like a like calvin austin maybe sees a little more work for what that's worth
2: yeah i hate this so George Pickens is going to play 100% of the snaps that he can. He's only going to come out if he needs a breather. And then it's Calvin Austin, Allen Robinson, and then like Gunnar Olszewski splitting reps. And that's that's a real thing. Like Gunner was playing snaps on Sunday to my yeah. chagrin. So uh, hopefully this results in a Pickens breakout. But I'm not <laughs> feeling great. And the Browns yeah. defense looked very good it against did. Joe Burrow. So. They'll probably continue to look good against Kenny Pickett, and uh, my Steelers Super Bowl hopes are fading quickly. And it's one day after Week One.
0: I think yeah. they'll be all right. I think. I, I think. Yes. Yes. George Pickens is it, going to suck for him because they're going to uh, now they're going to be focused more on him. And I didn't want that either, Mike. I like I, I like Pickens too. I'm which. But hopefully, uh, hopefully they're using Allen Robinson right and put by putting him in the slot. Y'all, y'all, could, y'all could be all right.
2: Yeah, I actually
1: <laughs> totally forgot about Allen Robinson. That's that's a good call. I went straight to uh, Calvin Aust- Austin, which uh, yeah, it's probably more an Allen Robinson uptick, if anything. I I maybe like you see a little more receiving work from like Jalen Warren or, or, or even Najee. I would like to see a little more passing work from because he wasn't getting anything, but I don't think either of them really fill that Deontay Johnson
2: void. It's snaps for Robinson. It's targets for Austin. It's bad for the offense. Yeah, it's just bad. Is Pat okay? Uh, Still waiting to see if he's not okay. Darnell Washington is all of a sudden a usable fantasy tight end because there's injuries (laughs) around him. The Steelers love to feed the tight end the ball. And if somebody's going to catch a touchdown, it's the 6'9", 207,000 pounds tight end. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like how oh, he's not six nine with, some wheels, six with nine. a little bit
2: of wheels. yeah
1: yeah you gotta say six nine because it's the funny number uh but <laughs> all right uh well we'll keep trucking along here i think honestly this one should have probably come second in terms of like priorities of how drastic it is but jk dobbins man uh i struggle to think of a, a player that's had <sighs> worse luck in recent memory uh with these injuries than jk dobbins you know comes off the ACL tear looks all right uh hope that this season he he can really take off first game of the season ruptures his Achilles probably done forever like just probability wise like I'm, I'm rooting for him I, I love him I think he, he he's clearly talented um but the Achilles is a killer uh we really haven't seen a player come back from that uh in any sort of long-term way you know we have a. Uh, Foreman is still in the league, technically. Uh James Robinson is dead now, uh, which really sucks. Uh, I'm struggling to think of the third one. Cam uh, Akers. Cam, Cam Akers, yeah. Who we just saw lose uh his starting position, supposedly, to Kyron Williams. So, so who runs like
2: a 4.940. So.
1: Right. Um so yeah, I don't know. It it really it just It sucks. Uh, I think Mike and Evan sort of mentioned it during their waiver show that that came out Um, this, this uh, justice Hill, you know, might be worth a scoop. Um, I still think that like Gus Edwards is on the team and is a little more ingrained, even though he wasn't really used uh, after JK Dobbins went out, which was interesting to see. It was, it was definitely more Hill. Um, So there's that. Oh, uh, we got a question here from Austin. Uh, thoughts on possible Jonathan Taylor to Baltimore trade after Dobbins injury. I think that's very interesting. Uh, they could certainly use the help. Um, I I think it'd be awesome, personally. I don't know if they go and do it. Uh, I don't know what the Colts would, <laughs> would ask for. Uh, maybe like Lamar and a couple of firsts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, Preston.
0: They said, um, I think I heard this about an hour ago. They said they was going to keep it in house. They're going to elevate uh, Melvin Gordon. From the mm-hmm. practice squad, so I don't, I don't know if that's a possibility because Indy wants ridiculous stuff. They, they're ridiculous. They they, yeah. they want uh, nobody's going to pay that crap.
1: The house <laughs> for them. You know what? You yeah. know what is kind of interesting though uh, is week three. It is Colts at Ravens, and I wonder if there might be a little bit a little bit of nodding and and handshaking happening. Uh, if JT is, is in the building for that one um, will be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, it's tough because the, the trade seems like the Colts are not going to give any leeway for that to really happen. Um, and the Ravens, like you said, Preston, they, they are elevating Melvin Gordon. To be honest, I don't think Melvin Gordon has any juice left. I think it'll be largely Justice Hill and uh, and some some Gus Edwards sprinkled in there. I think it's more likely that they bring in a vet like Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette um, who might be on the same sort of tier as Melvin Gordon at this point, who knows Uh, remains to be seen, but I just don't see as much as the Ravens would want to add a Jonathan Taylor. I just don't see the Colts like playing ball to, uh, to give them Taylor when they're asking the dolphins for like waddle and a first and all kinds of nonsense. You
0: know, JK, Um, you know, it's, it's, it's upsetting because I wanted to see what JK could do this season. Yeah. Well, he kind of, he kind of, he kinda he kinda bought this on himself. He stayed away from training camp all this time trying to get a trying to get a contract extension or or trying to get a, a bigger contract and he really ain't proved nothing. So he missed all that work and all that all that training camp and you need that stuff to go up into the season to get the this work. And you know he he it sucks man but I don't I don't know why the hell he was I don't know why what the hell made him think he could hold out anyway.
1: By that uh by that logic <laughs> are you thinking that Jonathan Taylor comes back and instantly ruptures his Achilles?
0: No, but the 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 in, the the injury the, the the risk of of something injury like risk, that though. happening is yeah. higher because you're not you're not getting eased into that work. I feel You like, just come, yeah. what he what he do like 2 weeks of the last two couple weeks of training camp or something. I think that's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, and he was already
0: he was already fragile coming off a, a ACL injury from last season.
1: Yeah, yep, I I hear you. Um, it, it, okay, it, it
0: sucks for him. it really does. It does.
1: It does. It sucks for for the Ravens too. It's it's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think Edwards and Hill are going to necessarily replace the the burst and the explosiveness that Dobbins provided. So,
0: <laughs> it, I want to see. Yeah, too.
1: yeah. Uh, well let's let's keep moving on here. We have just a couple more. Uh, more, more minor players, uh, I would say, with a uh, tight end Greg Dulcich, uh, sustaining a leg injury. It seems to be the same leg, leg injury that he uh, was dealing with last year, which is not good. Uh, not good for the Broncos as they uh shipped off uh Albert O, um, in the offseason. So, their, their incumbent tight end now is a tight end actually that Sean Payton brought over from the Saints. In uh, <laughs> Mr. Fish himself, Adam, Adam Troutman, <laughs> uh, who I used to be kind of uh, uh, interested in, just because like he's pretty athletic. Uh, he was a Senior Bowl guy in his year where he came out, um, and he went to the Saints, where I thought there was a little bit of a uh, an opening there after Jared Cook retired. Um, but I don't think he's shown us anything to get excited about. I think it's just like a down, a big downtick for the the Broncos offense in general. Uh, because Greg Dulcich seemed to be a, a playmaker and uh, a guy that you could really air yards to, and they just do not have that now. So, unfortunate. Um, you know, if you're banking on him being that, like, sneaky, outside-the-top-10 tight end that you could see finish within, like, the top eight, uh, I think that is looking unlikely, because who knows how long this is going to keep him sidelined. Um. Besides that, just one more injury that really piqued my interest was this Kenny Gainwell injury Uh, ribs. It seems to be leaning towards a questionable to game time decision sort of situation uh, for him, which leads me to believe that, you know, uh, well, I guess it leads me to question, are we going to finally see like a little bit of Swift that we didn't see at all against the Patriots or are they going to uh, elevate Penny? Penny? To, to actually take some work there because they had him as a as a healthy scratch uh or is this a is this a weird sort of Boston Scott takeover that no one is expecting? Uh I kind of want to hear from the resident Philly fan uh Philly fan and Evan on this one. Who who do you think is going to take the work here? And I mean, are they even worth like a play in the flex slot here?
3: Yeah, I mean it, it all comes down to whether Gainwell is actually active, which means you're gonna have to be actively watching game time decisions coming up and leading up to it. When they're warming up, you know, they most likely will announce it not that long before the game. They'll most likely announce it right after warmups, somewhere right in there. And uh, looking looking through all of that, the next one would be probably DeAndre Swift. Uh, The coaching staff does absolutely love Boston Scott. And then Penny is probably somewhere in there you knew this was going to happen though the eagles backfield every single one of them is injury prone and they just went with go get enough running backs that we can sustain somebody in that backfield for an entire season
1: yeah yeah i definitely feel that they basically were like all right we're not going to have a like a workhorse guy or even a guy that has the the build to sustain a lot of damage so let's just get all of the weak guys and all of the guys that uh you know maybe one of them uh, we'll stay healthy enough for us to continue to win games. And, you know, thus far, they they won week one. Sorry, Preston. Uh, but <laughs> we, uh, we shall see be how that good. evolves. Yeah. I, hey, yeah. I mean, be we can get good. into that. I don't actually think I have, uh, I didn't even put the Patriots on our, uh, segment here where we're going to like pre panic because I don't think there's any pre panic necessary for them. They, they lost the game,
2: but they're in it. Yeah, we they, they were in it. Mac ten, Mac ten, <laughs> Mac ten. That was a moral such... victory, if I've ever seen one.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it really was though. Like Mac Jones with an offensive coordinator, man. Like, look, look out. Good, Who'd man. thunk? You All you had to do is have a full staff. Yeah, and
2: not having a good.
1: defensive specialist as your OC, like, who would have thought? Uh, Preston, are
4: you even okay. allowed to be a Patriots fan anymore after your terrible talk take the last time you were on? Uh-oh, here you go. I was That's waiting.
0: Not. On it. I was are you Let's even allowed to reignite
1: this, guys? Let's <laughs> <can we> disagree <laughs> to disagree on this one. This will be the rest of the episode.
0: I was waiting on it. Of course I can. Mac 10 went out there and did his thing. I'm, I'm, I'm politicking for Mac 10, though. Nah, Gronk uh, is awesome. Gronk has always been awesome, but Chelsea got it. But we, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that, core. You know
1: I, I like the uh, – I was just reading the Austin Thomas comment. <laughs>
0: that yep, and Bo- yep. Um, that's the same thing I said. He did it that's twice.
1: Ru- that's the you- routinest of routine catches, and he does it twice. Come on. He did it twice. He in. thought he was still in
0: college. He thought he was still in college.
1: You, Because you, uh, he got one to in. You guys have seen Happy Gilmore, I'm sure, right? Just tap it in. Just give it a little. Just give it a little tap, tippy tap. Mm. Tap it in. Come on, man. Ugh, so brutal. If he gets yeah, in, know. like, man, that game is way closer than it already was. We're winning that. Game. That's even We're way winning in the game. It, yeah, possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the last thing I'll just uh, fit in here before we move on to our main segment: uh, the Hawks signed forty-one-year-old Jason Peters, and I don't know why. I guess guess maybe the thought is he can teach our O-line how to play football since they uh, supposedly forgot how to do that (laughs) in this game against the Rams. Uh, It looked absolutely god-awful, almost as bad as our defense, which actually looked worse somehow. Uh, But you know me. I'm a Hawks fan. Love losing. It's great. Everything's great. Uh, I'm a huge masochist, so the pain just excites me. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, okay, well, let's – Did y'all hear
0: that? I'm – I'm sorry, oh, no, did you hear that? Did you hear that sound bite from Geno yeah. when that freight <laughs> yeah. train oh, no. was coming at him? <laughs> oh my god! Yes, so
1: I heard that live is the cool part because I was watching the game, and I I heard him oh. say that, and I was like, I I literally I leaned back in my chair. I'm like, that was not Geno Smith. He didn't. No, that's not what I want. Come on, come. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not confidence, man. Come on.
4: I think that was one of the most relatable things I've ever felt to an NFL player. Is yeah, yeah. that I mean, exactly exact yeah, Aaron Donald was charging yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was also me opening my sleeper app on Sunday night to see that I was playing Tyreek Hill and Tua in the same league. Oh, I thought you was yeah. about to say when I, when I got you in, in competitive. Yeah, we. I have this <laughs> perfect, beautiful roster. It has Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. It has every running back and wide receiver you could want. Preston blew the doors off me. <laughs>
1: yeah, we didn't even really mention it, but Week One was like a trap. Yeah, it was ugly. It yeah, was, it was ugly. gross. I think that mm-hmm. it's not atypical for Week One NFL to be a little, yeah. Uh, like I think we were saying the same thing last year, probably, but for whatever reason, this year just felt especially yucky. Um,
2: yeah, so it that it's any any funny. week Hunter Henry is the tight end one is just bad.
1: I well, I mean, you don't you know, see a lot of it
2: you going to see a lot of you that. Would,
1: uh, if you had listened to Chaboy uh, about Hunter Henry, then maybe you would uh, have him on your dynasty teams because I have a lot. because uh, And I got mm-hmm. him for free. I did No big deal. I didn't start him, <laughs> but, you know, I have him on my roster. So, uh, contributing to that max points for uh, sending my draft picks next year, just a little lower. Thanks, Hunter Henry. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like this question. Geno Smith for Zach Wilson. Great come back story. story. Who says no? Uh, no. Uh, moving on, <laughs> uh, let's let's get into uh, this segment here, guys, because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We basically we talked a little bit about doing a panic segment where we would just really, really overreact on these uh, on these week one teams and see who we're panicking on. Evan sort of uh, I think cleared our, our heads a little bit and was like, ah, it's, it's probably too early to panic on people. So we instead made it a pre-panic uh, segment where we're going to be talking about whether or not we will foresee us panicking uh, on players from these teams in the near future, or if we think they will bounce back and not be any issues. Um, So let's just go ahead and and take it off the top here. Uh, Let's talk about the Bengals. Um, I think that was one of the biggest surprises uh, that happened: is the Bengals just getting absolutely domed by the Browns defense. Uh, Joey Burr, Looking uh, a little too frosty out there. Um, you know, it, I, I think that I'll say just right off the bat here, I'm not panicked. Uh, Joey Burr had had no preseason snaps, had barely any training camp, shake some rust off, get into week two. I mean, they're against a Browns defense that is like pretty stout. Uh, so I, I'm personally not panicked, but uh, let's just go again, like round robin here. From, uh, from my screen, is, it'll be like a quack Clockwise kind of rotation. We'll go to Mike first. Uh, what is your panic level for the Cincinnati Bengals?
2: One, two at the most. I mean, Joe Burrow's an amazing NFL quarterback, and Miles Garrett just got after him. You know, a little bit of dribbling between the legs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you see Miles
1: back. Garrett doing that? Nasty. Like, it was so nasty. Gross.
2: But um, I, they'll they'll figure it out by October, and then they'll be great for a playoff run. Go said low ball offers while you can. Evan, what you got?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a two and a half, a little bit more than Mike, but really not not much. Um, I just think there was too much pressure on Burrow. I mean, I get it. The Browns' defense is good. They, they are a very solid front seven. Uh, but that was the issue that everybody was concerned about going into the season, going into last season. It's always been the concern with Burrow is how is that offensive line going to handle it? And I just didn't feel like they handled handled it well, so it's not a vote of confidence.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about you, um, uh, Preston? Oh, Preston? No, Preston. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow starts off. It seems to be his mantra to start off zero and two. Yeah, that that Cleveland Browns line is serious, and angles line O line isn't. So I think it's. It, it's, it's a one for me. Joe Burrow and them will figured it out.
1: They'll be back. All right, Eric, you have a chance here to be real spicy. Oh, uh, you are muted, sir.
4: Is there a number lower than zero for concerned? I am not concerned in the slightest. Uh, Joe Burrow did not get any preseason. He was nursing the lady. He was probably a little gimpy on it. Just got this massive contract, which I'm sure had some pressure to it. Uh, the Browns historically have had Joe Burrow's number in general. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if Joe Burrow's beaten the Browns yet, or maybe he has once. Um, but he always plays very bad against them. And it was raining. It's just a weird week one. Uh, Joe Burrow's the second best quarterback in the NFL and a top five fantasy quarterback. He's got a great team and great skill position players around him. And I'm just, I'm not worried at all.
1: Yeah, Joe Burrow is 1-4 against the Browns. Okay.
4: I wasn't sure if they won 1 or not, but I know he plays historically very bad against the Browns. Okay. Well, I, uh, I was going to say that it
2: doesn't matter to the Bengals then because there's no way they're playing the Browns in the playoffs because the Browns won't make the playoffs. That's true. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, well, I should be
0: three played. coming out of there. Could be three coming out of that division.
2: Certainly not, not the Steelers. Possible. And it still won't be the Browns.
3: Look, Mike, you, you never know. You know, this could be a, uh, you know, an eight, a, uh, what would that be? A eight and nine team? Be the eight, first nine, time yeah. that uh, Mike Tomlin has that losing record. Hmm.
1: Oof. Okay. Well, I, I should have prefaced this before we started the segment, but I basically have this uh, bulleted out as uh, red alert, like the most panicked, uh, an orange alert, like medium panic, or green to go. And it sounds like we're all green to go.
3: Yeah. Yep. yep. Cool.
1: All right. Sounds good. Ooh. <laughs> who, who just did that? Did you just do that, Mike? Austin Thomas was banned, and the comments were
2: removed. <laughs> Wait. Rude? All I did was click, put in timeout. That wasn't on purpose. Oh, that's so rude.
1: <laughs> oh, Get well. my man back in here.
2: I'm. I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> that's bad. Uh, Austin him. said the Steelers had no chance, so I tried to mute him, and I think I just permanently—I <laughs> think I just permanently banned our only listener. <laughs>
1: You're killing me! Oh my god, that's so freaking funny! I can't believe you did that.
3: And you okay. said I'm bad at technology, Mike? I blame you.
1: i hope he's laughing i really hope he's laughing uh but let's go ahead and keep moving along here uh okay so uh next on the list of, of panic here we'll we'll talk about one of the monday night teams uh we'll talk about we'll talk about the beals um josh allen man not not looking the best uh i know that he was playing uh the jets at home the jets have a really 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 good defense. I've been saying top five, it might be more like top three. Uh, So there there is that. Um, But I think there's a, uh, I don't know if it pushes it to orange for me. I think I'm still green to go, but the fact that Josh Allen has looked like markedly not as good uh, since Dable left, um, I think is interesting. Um, But I also think that sort of chalks up to a lot of him dealing with injury last year. So I'm not, I'm not super concerned. I think I'm still green to go. Uh, But what about, what about you, Mike?
2: I was still trying to figure out how to get Austin back. I didn't hear any of that. (laughs) Talking about the Bills. Panic meter. Go. Zero. Next.
3: Great. Evan. Zero. Next. Josh Allen's still the man. (laughs) Preston. Orange. Orange.
0: Orange. I like it. Okay. Orange. That 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 AFC East is a problem. It's gonna be a problem. And my boys just proved it that. It's going to be a problem in that in that division. It's going to be hard for Josh uh, Josh Allen to come out of there. It's Oof. going to be hard for him. Okay, and he can't keep turning that ball over like he's been doing. He can't keep doing that.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely hear
0: that. That window, that window for them is closing fast.
1: They they even came out and said, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the comments uh, by McDermott, but they were like, "Yeah, we need that wide receiver too next to Diggs." Like that—that that was basically the quote, which is like, "Oof, yeah, that—that that seems pretty clearly throwing Gabe Davis under the bus a little bit." Um, but I guess it makes sense because, yeah, they—they they really don't have that wide receiver too that is—is um, is a really great player, and almost makes me think like, "Shame on them for not getting de- like DeAndre Hopkins when they had a chance to do so." Um, but okay, what what about you, Eric?
4: I want y'all to listen closely. This is no. red alert for the Bills. Red alert. Red alert on the Bills. Did you guys know in the last 19 football games that Josh Allen has played, he has 38 turnovers? That is two Great. a game. Great. No. 19, last 19 Ooh. games, he has 38 turnovers. And then last night, he had four. Yes, the Jets have a fantastic defense. But with that deflated of a team to not be able to put it on the throat and just chuck that ball up there, I think he was forcing it a lot to Stephen Stefan Diggs just because of the issues that they've been having. I think he was trying to make him happy, and I think that could cause more problems in the future, and we don't know if Diggs is going to go off the rails at some point emotionally with this whole thing. I would be very, very concerned as a Bills fan. I did not like what I saw last night. Since Brian Dable has left the Bills, Joshan has slowly been regressing. Is he still a top five to six QB? Absolutely. But there was a debate two years ago was, do we take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes? And now it is the debate of, do we take Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen? That is what that has turned into. And I would be very, very concerned going forward about the Bills. Okay. Uh, I hear. I mean, to, to be fair, I...
1: fantasy-wise, even with the stinky game, Diggs was still over 100 yards. Uh, I think he still had like 10 receptions. So fantasy-wise, that was still good, but... Josh Allen certainly not paying off with what you uh had to draft him at in that first outing. So I, I think it still remains to be seen. Like I said, I, I want to see them play not, you know, a top three defense at home, but I hear what you're saying. You're, you're making a, a decently compelling case. I do like that. You took it one notch over Preston, who I was already like, Oh yeah, Preston getting into the orange. And then Eric is just like, <laughs> Let's turn up the heat and go full red <laughs> alert. That that is interesting. Um, okay, well let's let's keep trucking here. Uh, we okay. Let's do this next because uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the Seahawks. Um, I think I'm orange. I think I, I'm I'm knee deep in the orange right now. Uh, that was a really bad game. Basically, the worst it could look for us at home against a, a, an opponent that besides Aaron Donald, I could not name a single other defensive player on that team besides Yeast. And I don't know his first name. I just know his last name is Yeast. And I saw his jersey out there on the field when I was watching the game. I was like, Yeast, it's him. It's the guy. Uh, And that was about it. Uh, Did not expect uh, us to not be able to stop Puka Nakua, who I know Preston was in on, but I was like, come on, we still got uh, Tariq Woolen. Uh, We still got uh uh Michael Jackson. Um, we still got Quandre Diggs. We got we got some weapons in the, in our secondary. Uh still waiting on Devon Witherspoon and Jamal Adams to, to come back and play. I think that will definitely help us out. How much it helps us out? I don't I don't know because it seems like we need a lot of help, not just on the defense, but on the offensive side of the football. And when we're talking about fantasy players, name that comes to my mind immediately is Geno Smith being that like QB2 darling that I think a lot of people were super surprised how he did last year and sort of had him chalked as like an easy peasy slot in QB two for their fantasy teams. And it was ugly, man. And if we can't beat, uh, the Rams kind of, you know, I wouldn't even say mediocre. What was supposed to be like a bad defense at home. That's not good. I, I, I am, I am pretty scared about that. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a concussion. So, you know, maybe that made it a little more difficult. We had uh, Jackson Smith as our uh, as our wide receiver, too, and he's a rookie. Maybe needs a little more time. Uh, but that, that whole offense just looked stinky, and uh, I'll be the pessimistic Seahawks fan and, and call it orange. Um, but, but let's take it to Mike next. What do you think, man?
2: It's only week one. If it was week five, week six, and this is a continued thing, that's when I would move to the red. But this is, like, some serious red flags. Austin, thanks for coming back. I'm working on how to unblock you that was not on purpose it was just supposed to meet you for a little bit um still hilarious but no, now you I mean,
1: know if you're on the rpg podcast comments and you mentioned something bad about the Steelers, that's never, a ban
2: <laughs> never talk bad about my team i accept no feedback no my bad man i'm working on it uh but as we look at the team as a whole like they got dominated in every phase of the game kyron williams looks like a real thing like the Rams' offense is medium. I don't think they were even that good with Matt Stafford last year. So the fact that they looked that good this year, like, kind of, kind of concerning. But Evan, what you got?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm going full red alert. Uh, they they lost both tackles, uh, mm-hmm. questionable for how long those both of those tackles are going to be out. Which both of them had a chance to make a Pro Bowl this year. They were that good of a, an offensive tackle duo. Uh, They're still without the rookie corner that they drafted, and they're without uh, Jamal Adams in the secondary. So I think all of that combined with the fact that Geno just did not look on top of it. DK looked like he got so frustrated in that game and was just being an absolute child. He wears the pacifier as his mouth guard. He needed that pacifier because he was a big baby on that field. And then you combine that with the fact that they want to run the ball. They couldn't establish the run. They couldn't do anything there. And on top of it, Gino had a bottom five ADOT this past week. That's awful. Like, that is not what you expect out of that offense. You expect DK to be a deep threat. He was not. He was non-existent. They were trying to push it. Don't like it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Preston? Where you
0: got him? Yeah. Uh... That that I forgot about the two linemen going out. I was at an orange, but now I'm at a red. Because I forgot I forgot about it. Yeah, I, I was never I, I never believed in the in the Geno Smith resurgence anyway. That's that's coming into the season and DK about to start being a prima donna and the Rams came up into the twelfth man and, and own job. That was <laughs> That's that's not a good look. That is not a good look. They went out there and went and, and went to work. This is yep. not, and then Tyler, you add on Tyler Lockett, won't we'll know what's going on with him. It's is it's not good. They, they need to go back to that smash mouth running that ball, but they can't have it. They've lost two linemen. Yep. So it is,
1: it's gonna be it it's, it's gonna it's gonna be rough
0: sled because you cause you in that in that brutal NFC West with them damn niners.
1: Oh wait, but Preston though, we got uh we got 41 year old Jason Peters. So like
0: Yeah, I guess that's good. okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
4: Uh, yeah, it's not right, it's not it's not good right?
0: right
1: now. No, no it's not. Uh Eric, what about you man?
4: Um I'm also on the red alert for the Seahawks. Um with losing those tackles, with just how frustrated a lot of the different players looked out there Geno Smith already was an average to maybe above average quarterback last year, and he had to have a great running game and a lot of help to do that. If he does not have the help that he needs, I'm just not a big believer that he's talented enough to overcome a lot of those deficiencies. I think he needs everything to be going right. Um, It's only one week. And if they can get healthy and get all these players back, we might, they might look a little different, but I would be highly, highly, highly concerned after what I saw last week.
1: Yeah. Okay. That it hurts my heart uh, to hear you all say that, but I understand. It it, it looked poopy. Uh, I will just I'll go ahead and flop my my eleven, my JSN jersey because I still still believe uh, in in his talent. Um, but he's still a rookie, so it might take him a, a little bit to contribute in a meaningful way. And I don't I certainly don't expect him to save the team. Uh, I think that those tackles going out hurts, and it hurts real bad. So uh, let's let's keep trucking along here uh, on the
3: JSN real quick. Yeah. Austin mentioned something about JSN. It was in the comments right there. Uh, can we point out that JSN's A dot this week was one, one yard, yeah. and his air yard percentage was three percent?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is why I'm not. I I I know, and this is why I'm not specifically in the red yet is because in that whole second half, I think the Seahawks had three yards. So that was a. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that that's a good thing or anything. I'm just saying that when you only get three yards in the second half, um, your other receiving stats aren't going to look very good. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and move on to, uh, let's, let's go ahead and start trashing, uh, other people's teams like Mike's, for instance, and talk about the Steelers, uh, gravitate away, gravitate away from the Seahawks and (laughs) talk some Steelers, uh, Mike, uh, I am going to say right now, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm red, man. I think I'm red alert, especially for the fantasy assets on the Steelers. I'm a little, I'm a little scared. Uh, I don't think that they showed me anything that I was super excited for. Uh, and we're pre panicking, right? So I'm not saying that I'm panicked now. I'm not saying that I'm like red alert now, but I'm saying in like four or five weeks here, if it's looking like Najee Harris isn't that like slated top eight RB that I think a lot of us thought he was going to be if uh, George Pickens isn't breaking into that high-end wide receiver two, you know uh, area where we thought he was going to be I'm not going to be super surprised Uh, and I think a lot of that is like the the Deontay Johnson injury I think really hurts I think they're going to be able to put a lot more emphasis on on taking George Pickens out of the game uh, by doubling him and whatnot and Najee just I don't know, man. I I think that your, your OC, I think we've talked about it. I think he's largely to blame here because I still think Najee Harris is super talented, but they are not using him like he should be used. They're not feeding him the football. They're not allowing him to grind. And with that in mind, like I just fantasy wise, I'm a little scared. Um, I think Pat Fryermuth, if he can come back healthy, I still think you, you have some hope there as like a, like a top end, like a top eight tight end guy potentially, but everyone else, I am I'm pretty red alert on. But I'm sure you have your own takes. Uh, so so go for it.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not going to say anything about the team about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to talk purely about the 49ers real quick. Uh, here's a list of their finishes from last season. They beat the Seahawks 27 to seven. They beat they lost to the Broncos 11 to 10, 24 to nine against the Rams. to against the Rams. They held the Los Angeles Chargers to 16 points. They shut out the Saints. They held the Bucs with Tom Brady to 7 points. I think you guys get where I'm going here. Uh, This says nothing about the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they stink next week, Browns are pretty good. They just held Joe Burrow. Give them two games. If after those two games, week three, they still sink, I'm over it. Tank for Caleb. Let's see how it goes. But... Let's give them a month, all right? There, there's no reason to panic after playing the best defense in the league who was just – that they, they were on fire. There's nothing to say about the Steelers there. Evan, what you think?
3: Yeah, so for me, I think the biggest red alert not – they're not red alert team. I think I'm putting them in orange. Uh, and mainly it has to do with the fact that Najee Harris only got 53% of the snaps. That's pretty concerning to me. You take a guy in the first round to be your bell cow running back and you're not even giving him 70% of the snap share in the running back. Pickett, I'm concerned about the development of Pickett. I want to see a lot more out of him. Pickens now, everybody was going crazy for Pickens before this game. Now Pickens is going to go out there and probably be the unquestioned top target getter in that offense this coming week. I think that leads for Pickett, Pickens dynasty value to just fly through the roof if he makes a couple incredible catches and he goes for a hundred plus yards. I mean, people are gonna be all in. They already want to be all in on him. So I'm I'm gonna go with orange.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that's all fair. Uh what about you, Preston?
0: Yeah, hey, I'm at a I'm at I'm still at a green with them because they it they, they played the forty nines. They play the 49ers, like Mike said. And I, I think it's just a few schematic things. Hopefully the OC. <laughs> that damn OC. Hopefully he can tweak that because I think they do need to run Najee Harris. Najee Harris needs to get his touches. Definitely. And they they just gotta fix some things schematically, like they had to do last year. So hopefully they'll get on board and Pickers is definitely they have to feed Pickers the ball more. In the second half, I believe they started feeding him. He, he he got a few more targets than he did in the first half, and you know it started to look something like an offense. But yeah, they just they just have to feed they have to feed Najee. Give Najee the ball more. Yeah, let man. that boy I, run. Let him I, run. Like you said, they pay they they got him to be a bell cow. Give him his twenty touches.
1: That's that they was my to. main push into red for me, too, is I just I don't know how you how do you think to not use your <laughs> first round drafted stud running back more than they did like that. I don't know. It just that just I seemed... like
0: one. I like Warren. I like I really do. Yeah. I like this is not a knock against war. Sure. I like Warren, But you've got to feed this guy the ball. Let this guy get his 20 touches.
2: Yeah, Yep. real oh, quick. He's, he needs to grind. I don't know if there were twenty touches to give around because the offensive coordinator went run, run, pass the yeah, entire literally. first half. Literally, yeah. so there was they kept going three and out. Like there was no chance for them to get and, yeah. and get more touches. Yeah. See,
1: my my take really does large like pretty much hundred percent stem from that OC because I just I don't know. I know that it was the 49ers. I totally get that, but they just showed me they didn't even show me like the ability to adjust a little bit to it and and use Najee like he should be used but we're we're talking this uh in circles now so er- eric you're the last one here give us your uh,
0: take my so
4: so
1: i think i, I like how eric keeps me. like holding the mic like an announcer he's so funny eh,
4: well you know you can hear me better so um i think it I would sounds press great it on this one and purely because i don't want mike to ban me i'm going to go green on the steelers <laughs> and um so, but here, so for the two eyes, um, I'm definitely a green. But I think I, I don't want to keep talking in circles. But I'm a red on their offensive coordinator Matt Canada, which is probably the, the country you should send him as fast as you can. And um, he I just okay. the predictability of the offense is insane. It's ridiculous. But yeah. I, I still really like Pickens. I think Pickett is better than people think. Excuse me, sorry. Um, I still think. Uh, picket is better than uh people think he is and i'm green on the Steelers going forward at this point because 49ers make a lot of people look silly
1: okay yep i feel it uh let's keep trucking and continue the uh dogging on all of our teams on the podcast and uh switch to the bears uh the bears looked um just as good as last year to say that they uh looked just as awful as last year and that is that is tough to see trading a lot away. Uh I mean to go get DJ Moore. Um, or you know, I guess they weren't gonna necessarily take a QB one, so they didn't, I guess, trade a, a lot away in that sense, but to trade uh to do a trade for DJ Moore and then not use him, you know, uh more than I think he got two receptions for 25 yards, like that is that kind of speaks to the passing volume issues that I think we were all sort of predicting besides maybe Eric. Um, <coughs> even even the running wasn't there. Like the scrambling for Fields just wasn't really present. And the Packers don't have a defense that I was super worried about. So that was pretty surprising to see. Um, maybe it chalks up to a Packers still own the Bears even without Aaron Rodgers' uh, argument. But uh, I'm pretty worried. I'm, I'm pretty red alert on the Bears personally. What about you, Mike?
2: Just a real dark orange, and I think the running backs are a mess because none of them are going to do enough work. Quarterback's a mess because they didn't have any designed runs for him, and the defense is a mess because they don't have any talent, which is a bummer.
1: Just just to tack on that, I did like a little bit of that usage of Roshan Johnson. I don't think he's going to be able to be uh, heavily utilized because the Bears are probably going to be down some games, but I love some Roshan Johnson. I have a ton of him. I was a huge believer even on the Bears – uh, but he's he's getting receptions. He's getting touchdowns. Those were
2: super cool box score things. All of them happened in the fourth quarter when the game was out of hand yeah. and they took the starters out.
1: I hear you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fantasy perspective in general for all those guys, including Justin Fields, who I am now like very, very worried for. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm red. You are orange, you said? Okay. Uh, what about you, Evan?
3: Yeah. I'm going to go with orange, mainly because I already thought the Bears were going to suck. Uh, I almost didn't put him on
1: the list for that reason.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so I thought the Bears were going to be bad to start off the season. And, well, they are bad. So I'm not super concerned, not super panicked. Honestly, I might be more panicked if they were good. Because I'd be like, the world is burning. (laughs) Uh, DJ Moore still is not going to have a top 20 season. As I tell Eric all the time. Uh, Once again, 94% of the snaps uh, that he played. And 4% target per route run. He's running a ton of routes, not getting targets, 6% of the team targets. Garbage. Nope, not doing it.
1: Got it. All right, what about you, Evan? Preston?
4: Do you like grown men crying? Oh. Is that something you like? I don't want to see you cry, Eric.
1: Don't don't answer that, Evan. I'm, I'm your lawyer. Don't answer that. Uh, <laughs> Preston, why, why don't you go for it, my man?
3: I'm I'm going with a orange.
0: That's, that's, that line still is... Still sucks. They still hadn't. They 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 tried to fix the line a little, but they, people were still all up in Justin Fields' face. And I'm just chalking it up as with Aaron Rodgers or without him, Packers still just own the Bears. I'm 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 giving and plus I like Fields, so I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him about two more weeks.
1: Robert, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you, you should be used to it by now, huh? Uh, what about you, Eric? I'd love to hear the Bears fans' uh, take on, on whether we should be pre panicking.
4: So rude, Robert. I'll get you for that, but that's okay. So I'm not going to ban you like Mike. Anyway, so th- throughout this game, I went from green to orange to red to orange to green to orange to red to orange to green. I just kept bouncing <laughs> yeah. back and forth throughout the whole You're game. You're in our text fan. messages,
1: and... literally like on full tilt and then back to loving it and then on full We're going tilt. To the Super like, Bowl. I know. Messages. I know.
4: It also is because one of my good buddies, James, came in, and he's a Packers fan, and it just led to all sorts of emotions. But um, from a NFL perspective, I'm absolutely a red on the Bears. They suck. Like, the offensive line is just garbage. But from fantasy perspective, I'm going to say orange, because I do think there's a lot of garbage time points to go around for this Bears team. Um, As much as I like Rashawn Johnson, you guys are correct that they're going to be behind in a lot of games. I don't think he's going to get as much use as we would like to see. But for garbage time, I mean, I think they're going to force feed D.J. Moore at some point. They're going to make sure he's happy um, because they want him around, even if Justin Fields isn't the guy. And I still think you're going to get those couple of games where Justin Fields has 120 rushing yards and a touchdown rushing. Like, that's still good. There's still going to be a few of those games out there, and he'll be like a top three quarterback that week because of it. So orange, but don't expect consistency. It's going to be absolute crap weeks and you're going to have just weeks where they go off and bears are going to end up something like five and 12 or six and 11 or something like that. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, the other thing just, you know, again, from a more football perspective, rather than fantasy, they, they have a pretty rough schedule too. The next three weeks are Buccaneers, Chiefs and Broncos who are like, I mean, Chiefs, I know aren't what you would think of as like a really scary defense, but they kept the lions mm-hmm. uh, pretty in check. And now they add jones back so that is uh yeah um could be a couple um, of rough weeks there
4: i'm a big fan of the bill simmons show it's something i usually listen to at least like twice a week it's he has just really good content and they're really smart about football and he was talking about in his preseason thing about how on earth the bears had the worst record in football and had such a brutal schedule this year he's like i don't know who put that together but that just seems really unfair for the team who finished last and so we're not getting any favor schedule wise either. So I'm just, I'm expecting probably somewhere third or fourth in the division with the Vikings.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I think, you know, we're, we're running up on a little bit of time here, so I want to get to at least, uh, one or two more of these, but I just, I just took off the chiefs because I think we're all going to say the same thing that we're not worried unless someone wants to take a quick stand for orange or red for the chiefs. Surprisingly, uh, And I'm trying to eliminate at least one or two more of these. Uh, Can we just quickly do a Vikings? Are we worried about the Vikings at all? Anyone want to make a case for orange or red, Mike?
2: They had 11 one score wins last year. That's not going to happen again this year. Their defense didn't get that much better. Their offense is already amazing. Orange is an organization green for fantasy.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, specifically let's, let's stick with fantasy. And I think we're all green there uh, for the most part, unless anyone's, very much against that um so let's take off the unless, Vikings Once you
3: play in a defense league then it's 100% red on that defense <laughs>
1: yeah yeah definitely um and then the ones that are left here I mean uh, should we take away the Panthers too are, are we I think we're all probably like Bryce Young is a rookie their weapons are kind of stinky probably orange or red for the most part for all of us I would say and I don't think there's much discussion to be had I don't care about a Panthers oh,
2: really? player other than Miles Sanders until 2024.
0: Yeah, yeah we ran right on that.
2: Okay. So I'm let's right let's
1: move let's move on from the Panthers too. That leaves us with three teams here. Um I think I think this first one will probably go quick to Broncos. Um they again just didn't didn't really show up. They they get beat by the Raiders, um, who I don't think any of us were expecting to be uh, a, a good team at all. The Raiders didn't even play that well, and it was a close game. To be fair, uh, the Broncos kind of did what they did best, and the defense showed up, and the offense was not great. Uh, Russ, I think, as a whole, looked a little better uh, than than last year at least. Uh, Sean Payton calling the shots. Maybe the offense isn't as stinky, but they don't have Jerry Judy. Didn't really feel like the the run game got going that well. I mean, P. Ryan had like 70-something yards. Uh, Javante Williams, maybe a little slow to start. I think I have him in the orange. Personally, I, I'm a little worried as a whole just because I don't see them as being a good offense, and I think that'll directly translate to not being good startable fantasy assets uh, week to week. But uh, do we want to kind of quickly do a Broncos check-in? Anyone have them at orange or red or not worried at all?
2: Orange, start Javante when he looks good. Orange, wait and see Judy.
1: Orange, 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 orange. Yeah. Yep. Think think orange around the horn there. Uh, so let's let's get into the more juicy one. Uh, let's real, get into real, the Giants real quick,
3: Corey. Who who ran okay. the second most routes on that team? Do you know?
1: Oh man, off the top of my head, I I do not know, but I would expect Lil
3: Jordan Humphrey. N- Lil Jordan
1: Humphrey. Okay. Yeah. I did. I did not expect that. I did not expect that name. That is, that is funny. Um, that is, that is very unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> rough. That is, that is just brutal. I thought it was going to be like a sneaky, like, uh, Oh yeah. Samaje P Ryan actually like weirdly enough, like one of the running backs, but no, it's a, yeah. Okay. Little Jordan. Very cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, let's move on to the, I think this is the kind of one we can, we can, uh, uh, get some some chew out of. I think this is one that we can really gnaw on. Uh, the New York Giants. <laughs> 40 nothing, against the Dallas Cowboys at home. Uh, at the very least, I can be thankful for the Giants. They made me, as a Seahawks fan, feel not quite as bad uh, because we did get beat at home, but we did not get shut out and uh, get 40 points scored on us. So we have that going for us, which is great. Um, but yeah, man, Giants looked... Like they were in big trouble and I might be, maybe I am the, the sole one here. I'd love if uh, more people agreed with, with me on this. I'm not worried yet. I think I'm still green to go on the Giants. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are just that defense. Personally, I think that Micah Parsons and, and Diggs are absolute monstrous studs. Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence are all just really, really, really good. I think that defense is put together really well. I think they're almost put together in a way that is a direct counter to the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones couldn't get going. Waller couldn't get going. Um, And so I want to see another couple weeks from them before I go panic mode. But uh, what do you guys think? Um, Mike, you panicking on the, pre-panicking on the Giants yet after that blowout loss? Oh, I don't think Mike heard me because the cans were off. Mike, Giants, go.
2: Daniel Jones is my sweet prince. Saquon Barkley, you'll start him every week. I'm concerned, but not terrified. Orange.
1: I think maybe you missed it a little bit, but my whole spiel was I think the Cowboys defense is just really that good, personally.
2: I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth and be like, oh, I'm not worried about the Steelers, but I am worried about the Giants. So yeah, I got you. Same page.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh Evan, what about you?
3: Yeah, uh if they're awful this coming week against the Cardinals, I will be bright red with that panic button. Uh until then I would say I am in between a green and an orange, so let's call it yellow.
1: Okay. Yeah, sneaking in the yellow. All right. What about you, Preston?
0: Yeah, I'm orange. That defense. That that, that line is just too was too much for the Giants whole line. Them guys stayed up in Daniel Jones' face all game. I'm still I'm an orange. They're able to get it together. Okay.
1: And Eric?
4: Um, I would agree. I think I'm an orange. Uh, Micah Parsons is an alien and is absolutely disgusting. And Unreal. I don't think anybody or sets of three alignment can block him. It's insane to watch. Um, I think the Dallas defense could be one of the best defenses we've seen since that, like, 2000 Ravens, 2006 Bears type. Not saying they're Ooh, that yes. good, but I think it might be one of the best since. Those, they are insane. Um, I want to see one or two more weeks before I'm that concerned because I still think they can put up fantasy points. And Saquon should be an every week starter no matter what, as long as he's healthy. Right.
1: Okay. Uh, well, then let's finish on uh, the Titans, who were just completely, utterly putrid. Um, I couldn't stomach watching them even on Red Zone. And they weren't on much of red zone at all. <laughs> uh, they they lose to the Saints. Uh, close game, to be fair, but the the offense of the Titans cannot be credited with that at all. Uh, Tannehill looked like garbage. Um, there they couldn't get anything going on the run game. Uh, I liked seeing Tajay Spears out there a lot in the uh, the snap count. That was cool to see, right, Mike? Um, but other than that, there was nothing to love about this uh, Titans team. And I think my preseason take of the Titans having the worst O-line in the league, uh, which you know, I think I share that take with a lot of people, but I was firm on that. And it is, it is looking real. Um, They look absolutely awful. I am full, full red alert. I think that if you still have Titans on your fantasy roster, I'm so, so sorry, because I don't even think you're going to be able to trade much uh, or or trade them away for much. I don't think your return is going to be that good at all so rough like maybe maybe worth a very low ball chance on derrick henry because he usually gets hot later but with that o-line i don't know and who who is that puppy which one was that
2: that was ash they've been uh menaces to olivia while i've been sitting in here uh she agreed to an hour it's over an hour
1: yeah (laughs) yep there they come okay uh well well that's where i'm at um i'm i'm a deep deep blood red what about you mike
2: I am very concerned for Derrick Henry that Ty J Spears is taking more snaps than him. The pass catchers are in a just terrible situation. I don't love 30 year old receivers and bad offenses. Uh, this is a Devonte Adams take, but just I, the only, the only upside for dynasty even is Ty J Spears and hope that he takes the full backfield in 2024. So red, red
4: alert.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh Evan. I'm going with the orange mainly because we knew the offensive line was going to be garbage this year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming in, it looked like Tannehill was trying to force feed the ball to him. Uh, I'm very concerned for the usage of Traylon Burks. Uh, they were just not getting in the ball at all. Uh, Derrick Henry, if you can go buy him for a second, definitely would be buying him for a second in my opinion on a win now team. Give me a playoff playoff yeah. second. Like I am 100 selling my playoff second to be able to go buy Derrick Henry if somebody's going to bite for that. Um, because of the snap usage right now, because of the bad offensive line, so Tannehill looks awful. Uh, we expect the Tannehill to be awful. Uh, the Titans, I already made a mention that I think the Texans are going to come in second in that division this year. So yeah, obviously that means I think the Titans are going to be bad, and they proved it. Their defense was still very good though.
1: Quick question, just before we move on, you you are you feeling like a Tannehill didn't sit situation for the Titans in a couple weeks here?
3: No, uh, I mean it depends. They're not. I don't think they'll sit him because of bad play. I think they'll okay. sit him because of the record and wanting to see what they have in the other two guys. Okay, cool.
1: What about you, Preston?
0: Red, red alert, Man, red.
1: Shit.
0: Yep, yeah. So I don't see. I give him three, four weeks, and then see what you got in in, in lettuce I think All right. I, that that that, that O line is terrible. See what you got in these rookies, man. See what you get. See let let Tajay Spears get the burn, and bring in your boy Levis. See what you got. That 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 offense is horrible. It's there's not good at all.
1: There's no. Is there anything to like a like tr- like if they really just you know don't win games for five six weeks? Are is there a Derrick Henry trade like d- that you guys sniff at all? Is that anything?
0: I could see that. I would. I. I. That actually be. A, I. I wouldn't mind the move. That'll yeah. be a good move.
3: Be, being being you know, here in in Nashville, I can tell you, everybody loves Derrick Henry, and right, everybody course. will revolt if he gets traded. Him yeah. and Jeffrey Simmons, uh, those are about the two players that everybody in Nashville knows
1: it would also like uh, even be saying that it's like, what are teams in the NFL going to give to a 29 year old running back in this running back landscape that the Titans are going to feel okay with? <laughs> I mean,
2: probably Jalen Waddle, nothing crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, Anna first. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's end it on you, Eric. What's your, what's your steaming hot Titan
4: steak? I'm green. No. Okay. Um, I'm definitely, wait, right wait, on the Titans. wait,
1: wait, say, say, wouldn't surprise
4: mistake. me. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs>
1: Eric no, I'm you're red on the green. No, no, no are
4: just say it,
1: just say it real quick.
4: In- Titans are green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, us-
4: for that. that's yeah. un- that's wild. Um so no, they're they're definitely red. Um it like Tannehill does not look good. I think he's kind of hit his wall, but like there's not even really help coming. I mean, we saw that they didn't even trust Malik Willis to throw a pass last year. And I don't think Will Levis is very good either. And they don't have a line to help them out. Um, I mean, I st- Derek Henry's still a beast. But if everyone can cue in on him with him being a little bit older, what are you going to do? Uh, and same thing everyone said about the wide receivers. I just – I don't think there's hope on the horizon for them. Do I think they can look a little bit better? I guess. But I just – I'm not a believer in anything the Titans are selling. And in a redraft, I'm staying away from everything. And in a dynasty, if you can get Spears for a decent price, that might be someone to invest in, like Mike's been banging that drum for. But other than that, I don't think I want anybody.
3: We're we're pretty much...
1: Who just did that? (laughs) I need to take away (laughs) Mike's admin powers. (laughs) Mike is out here (laughs) flushing toilets and banning our viewers. Mike is a menace for the RPG podcast. Uh, Well, okay. So it sounds like we're all red except for Evan, who's orange just because he knew they were going to be bad. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Time's on red zone is the bathroom break. Uh, Didn't, didn't have a lot of it. So hope you have a a champion bladder because I don't think you're going to be seeing much of them on red zone going forward. Um, But okay. That, that takes us to the end of the segment guys. Uh, Those were all of our uh, teams that I thought you know, we could have the conversation of whether or not to pre-panic. I don't know if I really left anyone out that comes to mind. I think I did a pretty good job corralling it. Um, but yeah. Can I get one that. quick
0: uh one quick yeah. one? Get it. What's your yeah. panic panic level on the Patriots? Real quick, go.
1: Oh, I mean, I said it before, they're not the even Patriots. on the list. Patriots aren't even on the list for me. I'm I am not panicking. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think they they showed me that adding uh, adding big Bob there uh, is already doing wonders for for Mac Jones against the Eagles' top five defense. Like I I loved it. I love seeing that. Yeah,
2: they're they're gonna crush my expectations for the this season. They're gonna finish seven and ten and third in their division. It's awesome. I'm really, <laughs> the excited. biggest
1: the biggest crusher for them is I'm like, yeah, of course Ezekiel Elliott is like washed. Oh no, dead wrong he's out there. He's getting work. He's he's an integral part of the the friggin' Patriots crew. Of course I'm wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, so that was the biggest surprise to me, but if they can utilize Ezekiel Elliott um and make, you know, Kendrick Bourne uh score some touchdowns and uh, against the Eagles, like yeah, I'm anti-panicking.
2: <laughs> well, green is a team, orange for fantasy. I wanted Stevenson to get 100% of the carries, but we're yeah. way over on time. Evan, you want to go?
3: No, I, I really don't need to go. Patriots look fine. I uh, appreciate the resiliency of them, and uh, great to see Mac as an offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah,
4: I'm in the same boat. They would look better with the best tight end ever, Rob Gronkowski, but you know, they look good.
1: And with that, uh, what better time to call it uh, Call it an end uh, for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football rpg podcast i really appreciate everyone who stopped by and and checked out the live stream i saw some uh saw some eyeballs up there uh more than more than we usually have so that was really nice to see appreciate uh austin coming in here with some questions robert uh with some some really fun uh comments there as well and uh yeah just appreciated everyone stopping by and checking us out uh till next week guys goodbye